Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and for forgiving us as we forgive each other. Thank you for leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, it's been a time thinking about growing wisdom and growing clarity. Um, you know, today is going to be the fifth day of our Advent Nativity prayer set. Day five already. And of course, we started this off on the first day of Advent on the 29th of November 2020 on the Sunday there, that 29th of November. And um, that was right after following on from my parents' wedding anniversary and the day before. And we had an introduction to all of this on that very day and Thanksgiving um, was brought along on that day too and co-joined with it. It was really great. Um, but here we look at this, how we have this process in life and progress and a sense of a journey, something that is still yet to come. And that is, as we know, what Advent means, the coming of something. And in this case, where it's Christmas Advent, it's the coming of Christ, the second coming that is spoken of. But where we understand that Emmanuel is already with us, it is a deepening of our relationship. In other words, our deepening of wisdom that we have and our clarity, in other words, our holistic um, whole union with God. So that furtherance in union with God, thanks be to God for this day that we have, as we said in the prayer there, to even have this time of contemplation to grow in wisdom and clarity here on earth, but back also in a, a greater way spiritually, mentally therefore as well with wisdom. So here, as we come to our Nativity Day 5, we really look at this travel, this journey to Bethlehem. Now, no sooner have we just got off the point of the entire story of the marriage of Mary and Joseph. You know, they've literally just become married. Joseph has taken um, Mary into his actual house but we talked about that and the symbolism of the fact that he's more capably aware like mentally and spiritually emotionally about Mary and who Mary is to him as his wife and that all of this is divinely orchestrated by God and that those two are meant to be together so God clarifies this it's the point of wisdom on their actual own inner spiritual journey that has just been um, set on to a whole new level where there's a deeper clarification. This is divinely guided. It is of God's will and God's authorization. So that level of wisdom comes through. This is God's authorized coupling. This is God's authorized trinity. You've been brought together by Christ who is in the womb of Mary. And then that conceptual understanding in the mind of Joseph at a greater level of awareness is found in this day just preceding this in terms of you know our prayers so that is the prayer that we looked at there that symbolism of how um joseph has taken mary into his heart and his soul his mind at a greater level as well as just his physical home and that is this real understanding of the union of marriage so 
with this point in their actual marriage at that level, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, they're then able to go on this actual physical journey all the way to Bethlehem. Now, don't forget, Mary is almost at the end of her pregnancy at this stage, and yet she trusts in Joseph wholeheartedly. She's in full submission to Joseph now as the head of their family, the ultimate father in physical form, because he now has submitted his will to God's will. So God is shining through and forth in Joseph and he is able to be that head now of the family properly. And Mary is therefore able to submit to him properly, fully. So this then, sparking off this journey to Bethlehem, she's able to do that. And I just think it's amazing. She's able to do that in such a, a time of the pregnancy, almost towards the end. And yet off she goes on a donkey all the way to Bethlehem. <laughs> So it's not like us having a car even to travel somewhere and who would even do that um, when they're actually that heavily pregnant, okay? Even to get in a car and do that. But can you imagine actually going on a donkey in the open air all the way to Bethlehem? So this is a part of the, the Advent uh, story that we're moving on to today and you can join with me on this over on my Facebook profile. Now, I did have it shut down. I did shut my own profiles down. I obviously had huge followings and I'm very protected in the public and media eye. Very much so with the crown chip. And it is very low-key as a result of that. But it is there. And if you're called honestly and authorised by God to do so, then the timing will be right. But be in prayer about it. And if through prayer you know that you're called to, then you can go and join that over there. I'll give the link um, down on this description area and we will move to um, to do that very soon. Um, so that's it. We now look on this journey, Mary, in this huge level of submission and it's just it just gives you that sense of the power of the Holy Spirit working through a man when a man actually submits and is able to lay down his own life for God and for his um, betrothed, his wife, it shows you that once he is capable of doing that and only then can a woman truly trust and submit to him to the point of doing what Mary did, getting on a donkey and traveling all the way to Bethlehem when she is heavily pregnant. My goodness gracious, just such full trust in Joseph, all because of the presence of God in his life. That is so powerful. Today we look at that and this is going to be something that will really help not only women but men. It will give women a sense of comfort as well as to, you know, some women maybe think like, why can't I just do this or why can't I just do that? Is it something wrong with me? No, it is not. It's a lack of a presence of God in that person's life that you cannot do that or a lack of presence of God telling you that it is your time to be involved with that person or with that situation or project or whatever. It's all about God's timing and your ability and focus as well. And ultimately theirs too, especially if it is something like a marriage or a union potentiality. Now, this will also help lots of men as well, obviously, to understand that you know, you won't really have anything appropriate or um, God-given unless you can give your own self to God first. And then the power of that is absolutely huge as we see 
how um, Mary was able to submit and to fully surrender to Joseph in this situation. Amazing. Um, to, to really know about the level of God working through Joseph is just spectacular. Okay. So we have um, this, as I say, going on today. And um, shall I share anything from last night? So let me see. I didn't really... Well, I did do a bit of meditation and things on it. But I'd worked very much the day before writing it, doing a lot of the meditation and things. Um, but I think because it was more for the devotion of fathers to... Um, or more like the devotion of a male to a female, I didn't think too much um, about it in that way other than um, feeling more kind of confident in myself, really. That ultimately, you know, from a woman's perspective, feeling confident that it is absolutely okay, like not to just um, fully trust in someone um, because clearly it's not designed, like if they are not capable of uh, co-creating with God if they haven't laid down their life in other words to God and surrender to God then clearly that is absolutely okay not to want to um to submit to them because we can how can we if we are putting God first which is the first commandment you know as women we cannot put someone who doesn't trust in God as anywhere close to God in terms of our priorities or our acceptance level. We just cannot do it. It's called chastity. It's called faithfulness. And when we have that to God, it means it blocks out anyone else that doesn't have that, that, you know, even if it is a Joseph type figure, even if they are ordained to be with us at some point, we cannot accept them just as Mary didn't. She couldn't accept Joseph until he had that conception himself. She conceived of Christ spiritually, but also in her womb. But it was through a dream um, that uh, Joseph actually got his conceptive idea um, with regards to their entire union and what was going on and with God. And ultimately, that is that main point. It had to happen with Joseph first. So again, a lot of comfort knowing that, well, no, there's nothing more that I can actually do as a woman and being able to surrender into that and just keep my gaze on God and keep focused on God. And of course, where that is known about, maybe for some of us, it is more of a kind of a spiritual um, walking along that we are, we do know that we are um, with someone and they are spiritually walking along with us. So that journey is more of a spiritual one rather than something about physically getting together. So there's many different levels to look at it, but it will ultimately give comfort. And it certainly did give me comfort with regards to that chastity and putting full faith in God above and beyond all. So that's that's wonderful. And that was day four, just looking at chastity. So drawing back to God. And today, going on that journey. So today is going to be really reflective of the fact that now in ascendancy, because that's the reality of Jesus. And I think it's funny because, you know, St. Paul in part of the letter says, oh, there's these two that talk about the resurrection. How can they talk about the resurrection being here if it's not? It has gone on before because um, 
Jesus is the resurrection. So only those that are truly united in Christ and will understand the resurrection and ascendancy. So that doesn't mean to say everything that you read in the Bible from all the apostles and prophets at that time of writing, even though it's a live document, you'll be able to understand it beyond just the text and with only with the Holy Spirit if you have that um, access. But, um, you know, if you just read it on its own, you'll kind of like see how, well, um, at the level of text, that was just the level of ascension for that one particular apostle at that one point of writing. And so, yes, if someone is receiving a higher level of the Holy Spirit of Christ who has already resurrected, then yes, they will understand the resurrection and the ascendancy more so, obviously. So we're going to have a look at that. Um, clearly, in the time of Mary and Joseph, um, Joseph is from the royal lineage, the Davidic royal lineage. So that blood already, that bloodline of being close to God is in his lineage. So would he really be looking at the Bible each and every day? Probably not, because he has crownship. Now, he wasn't the named, um, uh, say, uh, king or whatever in human terms in that day and age, but he had the natural crownship through his lineage, through his own spirituality. He would be more aware of God than the human person who was given a human crown, like um, a king in that time, which was King Herod, right? So someone like Joseph, as humble as he was, had more of a closer connection to God, clearly because God chose him to have uh, the son of God as his son, right? So this humble person, Joseph, had a higher level of kingship than the human king, right? This is vital to comprehend this, that only someone authorized in God through God is able to take a journey of ascension. In other words, into the reformation because they wear the crown. They have a close connection with the crown. That's not just based on what's in the Bible. It's not just based on the physical. Okay. So like the physical crown or the physical things of the world, but it is something that's in written in the heart and the soul. So we'll be reflecting really much on Hebrews 13, which talks about the new order and, you know, being connected to God from the heart and the soul, like authentically and not just through earthen materials or, or trying to learn about it that way, but actually having it within your heart and soul, the real kingship or the real queenship, the real sovereignty, in other words. Okay, so we're going to really look at that and um, that's going to be coming up. Um, and um, I think it's very, very interesting because it means for us here and now, like almost 2000 years on from this particular nativity story, that we are pushed to um, to really go even beyond Mary and Joseph's, um, you know, even beyond their particular type of situation. They were able to go on this journey, but we are meant to go on an even bigger journey as God calls us to do more. Um, as Jesus says, you would go on to do greater things than I because of the Holy Spirit from his ascended position. And so we know that only through having the ascended position and therefore only those who truly accept Jesus Christ 
truly accept God, in other words, can really truly take on the ascension and the reformation journey. Whereas other people who don't accept Christ and will stay in sin will continue to stay in a cycle of sin, confession, sacrifice, sin, confession, sacrifice, and they will be in a ritualistic behavior where they will just look very closely and be very, very bound to the earthen materials, to what they think is going on through the corona of what's present by the earthen form and pattern, but they won't be able to access the actual spiritual realm of true um, leadership, kingship, sovereignty, um, all the rest of it that's required in the Reformation and the Ascendancy. But we're commanded to actually be in the Reformation and the Ascendancy in the new order. So we would be de- being disobedient if we were to stay and not go. Um, there is mercy, etc., but there's also consequences. So we have to think about all these things, put it into perspective, but understand this really um beautiful part of the story that we are really looking at the journey with God from within our own hearts and souls.